0: Welcome to Mammal Talk, the companion podcast for the Blood Bowl Mid Atlantic Malling League. In this episode, we're talking about the teams in the Season 2 Dungeon Bowl. Welcome to episode 14. In this episode, we're going to talk about all 12 teams that are in the Dungeon Bowl, the final open competition of the season. I want to apologize in advance for my portion of the audio. If it sounds like I'm having a stroke, don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, my headphones decided to break at the time of recording. So not only could I not hear my co-host, really the only thing I could hear was myself with about a one second delay, which made it very disorienting and very difficult to speak. So I apologize for that. And that'll be fixed for the next episode. Welcome to Mammal Talk. It's episode 14. We had the hiatus notice, but we weren't gone for long. I'm joined here tonight by fellow coach in the league, Artificial Bunny. How's it going, man?
1: It's going great. It's great to be here on Mammal Talk. Been looking forward to talking some Blood bull and ready to go.
0: Me too, man. I I get a little sad when... A competition ends, uh, but man, I miss this game. So it's it's nice when a competition restarts and you know, we, we get a whole new series of weeks of Blood Bowl. And I
1: miss it every week when it's not happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I figure since we haven't had an episode about the Dungeon Bowl, the Dungeon Bowl has just begun. We're at the time of the recording, we're just... Outside of week one, why don't we talk about the 12 teams that are in the competition, and we'll talk about the strategies, the tactics, and the coaches for each of the teams. What do you say?
1: That sounds great. I think we ought to start with Division A's current leader,
0: a minor matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why don't we start with a minor matter? (laughs) You are at the top of Division A. congratulations (laughs) thank you
1: we'll see how long I can keep this
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we got you've got at least four more weeks so
1: yeah four more weeks to lose it all
0: (laughs) (laughs) so it goes (laughs) but who knows (laughs) Uh, you're coaching an underworld team underworld teams are in my opinion weakest at low tv but you're not at low tv Mm -hmm. anymore you're at a mid tv you've picked up some skills
1: yeah it's definitely made it a little easier but uh i wouldn't say it's easy
0: (laughs) sure sure you do have that that interaction with the goblins and the skaven that make things a little difficult if you're not careful if you have the ball in the hands of say a skaven and you want to get it to a goblin that's a problem
1: It's definitely something to keep my thoughts on. And uh, it's kind of a funny team to play. It's my first time playing it. Well, first season playing it anyways. Uh, And it's got that kind of crummy part of a goblin team mixed with the worst part of a Skaven team. And the thing tying it together is the access to mutations.
0: Yes, the access to mutations. Mutations are... A skill set most teams don't have access to, so they can be, I mean, they are pretty powerful. You've got Claw on a few players, yeah?
1: I absolutely love Claw.
0: Claw with the AV of seven, or rather, Claw makes it as if your opponent has an AV of seven. That's huge.
1: Every team I face is my own little halfling team to destroy.
0: (laughs) You've got everybody's uh, a halfling or a or an elf. <laughs> uh, mighty blows a skill you have too. It's not not a mutation, but that's a great complement to to claw. It gives you a plus one to your armor or your injury roll, and that's another skill you have.
1: Yeah, I love claw and mighty blow together. It really does some wrecking. When I can get it to hit. We'll see if I can
0: get it going in the future. Sure, sure. <laughs> Claw with A B of seven, Mighty Blow with a plus one to the armor of the injury roll really means effectively that your odds of taking somebody off the pitch are pretty good.
1: Yeah. If I were to uh, mix it up with a little piling on, might be a little potent combo.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Claw, mighty blow, piling on, that is a trifecta of doom.
1: <laughs> yeah, and once I can get some more goblins with two heads, then I have a feeling it's going to roll a little bit easier.
0: Well, let's talk about that for a little bit. You, have, you picked up extra arms, which is a mutation that gives you a plus one to pass-related rolls, and you picked up two heads, which gives you a plus one to dodge as what you're thinking there well i was
1: thinking with two heads on a goblin you can toss them a ball and they have a really easy time getting through a whole bunch of other players they can just kind of zip through like a like a little stunty nose picking goblin and uh (laughs) (laughs) get where they need to
0: go yeah fair enough uh The goblins are stunty, they have dodge already, and now one of your players is getting a plus one to dodge, so that's that's really scary.
1: Yeah, you pretty much just click and go.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope it works out for you. The next team we have is Tainted Cocktails. This is a chaos team coached by Malik. You brought up Claw Mighty Blow piling on. (laughs) Well, that's what chaos is really all about.
1: Yeah. Malik was, uh, well, Chaos in general has been my uh, doom when it comes to Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> so far, anyways.
0: Sure. Chaos is traditionally a kill team. And when you're really fragile, like an Underworld team, they'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so Claw, Mighty Blow, and Piling On that we've been talking about on your team, we're talking about with Chaos teams as well. Claw mm-hmm. plus Mighty Blow. We talked about how that made the odds really good to take somebody off the pitch. Off the pitch? Off the pitch. Uh, the odds there are about 58%. You add piling on to that, and that brings it up to 83%. Whoa! <laughs>
1: yeah, that... <laughs> when it's not on my team, I am afraid. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think the problem with Tainted Cocktails is that they really need to scramble to get these skills that they're looking for. They don't have them yet, but they really want them. The longer they don't have them while the rest of this really bashy competition, this bashy season, the more they fall behind their bashy opponents. I think... Malik can still pull it out, but there's going to be a time where earlier in the competition, he'll need to focus on gaining that SPP, getting them on the players he wants to get them on. But at some point, he's going to have to switch over to winning games. Not that he can't win them in the beginning of the season, of course. But his tactic, his strategy is going to need to change. I don't know when that's going to be. Do you agree with my assessment there? And uh, if so, how long do you think he can wait? He's only got four more weeks. How, how long do you think he can wait before he needs to just start killing opponents? Oh, man. I feel like just
1: playing a solid game and uh, trying to take all the hits you can with those Chaos Warriors is what he needs to do. And that's that's where you can turn some games around.
0: I think he might be right. If he just plays solid Blood Bowl, that might be his his ticket to the top four. Those
1: Chaos Warriors can really be tough to defend against when they're all working together, and I think that's what he needs to do. It'll help them get some SPP, and then he can get all the goals that he can.
0: Fair enough. Play solid Blood Bowl, you win Blood Bowl games. I think that's solid advice. (laughs) I think it's something a lot of coaches take for granted. I certainly do. I think of these grand schemes and I'm like, all right, at this point in the competition, I'll play like this. And at this point, I'll play like that. When maybe you should just be thinking about winning the game you're in. Next up, we have the Womb Guardians. That's a Kemri team coached by El Nuberino. He's the current Spike Magazine Trophy champion. Kemri, I think Kemri's kind of bad.
1: (laughs) I I kind of agree with you. It's fun to play. (laughs) Having all those Tomb Guardians really makes you feel like a powerhouse but
0: yeah they are the stars of the show
1: if they're left behind suddenly you don't have much that you can defend with
0: that's true the tomb guardians have a strength of five he can field four and he is of course but it's not a particularly fast team and man (laughs) the agility is abysmal (laughs) they cannot (laughs) pick up the ball
1: they can pick up the ball just about as well as I can win games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Generally, in my opinion, there's two ways to go with it when you're on offense, right? You can just go with the unstoppable cage. It's all for two, uh, two tomb guardians, or you can make a corner or two of the cage weak and send those tomb guardian out, tomb guardians out to exert pitch control, I think we saw El Nuberino play the latter way in week one. but man, I don't I don't know what he's gonna do with his team if he ever loses the ball. <laughs> like how's he gonna <laughs> pick it up?
1: <laughs> it definitely gets tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, do, do you think there's anything he could so it's clear to me that he's keeping PPFC, his reptile team that he's qualified for the Blood Bowl with, he's keeping that team healthy, doesn't want to mess up the roster. So he pulled out the Kemri team.
1: I think that's a really, really smart idea.
0: I think so, too. (laughs) Do you think there's anything he can do with this Kemri team to actually be competitive? I'm sure he'll try, of course. What do you think he's going to do?
1: Well, you know, if the opposing team has no players on the pitch, you're pretty much guaranteed to win right there.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so you think he's going to just try to bash everyone down? That's what I would
1: do if I were in his position.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess. what else do you need to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up in Division A is Take the way, Take the Bad. That's my team. <laughs> they drew... Womb Guardians in week one. Uh, As you we were team? saying. <laughs> if the opponent Indeed. doesn't have any
1: players left. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So Elves, traditionally, very not traditionally, just straight up, very fragile. Wood mm-hmm. Elves have AV7 across the board. Very weak. That means an eight plus breaks armor and they're also very expensive to replace. All elven teams have very expensive players. Even the linemen, like the wood elf linemen are 70k. This team only has two position well, that's not true. I originally only had two one positional with two ward answers. I've since picked up a thrower, so that's a whopping two positionals on the roster. <laughs> Do you think that's a mistake? Would you play that differently, or do you think that's good enough? I think the thrower's a good idea. I also
1: feel like, in this competition at least, with all that strength that you're going against, Tree Man might not be a terrible idea. Pop him on the line, have him take some of those hits that have been going against all the linemen and war dancers. At least at the beginning of the drive. Might not
0: a bad idea i'm not gonna do it but
1: <laughs>
0: i think that's not a bad idea i think i think tree men at least for me really go underappreciated on a what Elf team i think they're one of the best big guys in blood bowl absolutely yeah uh,
1: yeah i generally don't care much for the big guys on teams it's really? definitely helpful on underworld but in general They're always the one piece that's going to lose me a game.
0: I mean, they'll do it. They always have a negatrain or two that will just fail at the worst time. Although I have yet to
1: play uh, Skaven with a rat ogre. kind of feel like that might be fun.
0: I I think a tree man's not a bad idea. Even when they take root, I like them. I know a... For example, I know Nick Satan, the league champion, he doesn't like them. He thinks take root is a terrible skill. I think it's great because even if they take root, they're still exerting tackle zones with their massive strength six. It's ridiculous.
1: They are definitely something to keep in mind when you're
0: around them.
1: couple good pushes and you're tying up a good chunk of the other player's team.
0: Yeah, strength six can tie up so many players. Well, I think my strategy (laughs) for this competition is to just score, because I'm an elf, (laughs) and then on defense, just hang back, make sure that my opponent only gets that blitz, and try to stay alive for 16 turns.
1: (laughs) can't throw goblins at your problems like i can i guess
0: <laughs> <laughs> i cannot <laughs> the fifth team in division a is jingles all the way coached by Venger, the current dungeon bowl champion won last year with an orc team has an orc team this year as well orc teams are the canonical bashy team they come in the box with human teams when you buy the game at your friendly local game store Orcs are resilient, they have decent stats, they don't have much of a passing game, but they have those black orcs with a strength of four, and they can chuck a goblin. Pretty solid team, I think.
1: Oh, definitely one of the best teams in in the game.
0: Yeah, I agree. They Again, they don't have a whole lot going for them in the passing game. That doesn't mean they can't pass, but I think... The goblin toss goes really underappreciated, especially with newer coaches. If you can throw a goblin, that means that no screen can stop him, right? No screens can stop him. And it cuts the length of the pitch by about a quarter. So if you can get three quarters of the way down the pitch, now the defense needs to not only worry about the cage running past them, but they've got to play a secondary to be careful that a goblin doesn't get chucked over the line and just dance into the end zone.
1: I'll have to say the troll goblin combo kind of think works better later in a season after trying to level up some of those black orcs and blitzers feel like in the beginning, they're taking up an awful lot of TV that could be, better put to use with some more reliable players
0: oh so you think maybe the troll should get swapped out so that the tv can be saved on something you can make use of earlier like at low tvs
1: yeah i feel like the black orcs by themselves and the blitzers by themselves are just like so much more reliable at like a low tv that makes them a little easier to skill up and then adding in the troll and goblin later just adds that little bit of extra pep that helps your helps your team get in there where it needs to go.
0: I think that's totally fair.
1: Yeah. I feel like the the goblin toss, while I love doing it, absolutely love doing it, just not quite as reliable as it needs to be.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean... Any sort of passing, even if it's not a fling, can be risky. So I get that. Uh, you don't want to chuck dice if you don't have to. You don't want to spend TV on chucking dice if you don't have to. Those black orcs are really good. They're not. They're not all that slow, and they have the strength of four, and he can have four of them. So that's that's pretty strong. You'll see him take his orc team. And just I don't even know if march is the word I want. Just run, gallop <laughs> down the pitch. It's scary. They're they're tough. They're they're strong.
1: They're like a green wall of doom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've seen Wenger be all about pitch control, utilizing those high-strength players like those blackworks to open up the holes in the defensive line and secure them and just march, march, march. He'll pick up four spaces in a turn it's nuts all right we've got one last team in division a that's nurgle burgle boys i love this team this is a <laughs> nurgle team coached by nick satan he's the current league champion and the spike magazine trophy champion i think he's also keeping his lizard team his qualified blood Bowl team healthy or reptile dysfunction I imagine you agree.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm seeing a slight pattern here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he decided to pick up a Nurgle team here for the dungeon bowl. Boy, how how would you describe Nurgle? I think I'd probably say they're they're like a bashy. So if you look at the players, they're like corrupted chaos players, right? So they're like a bashy chaos team i just think their skills are more situational and not that great
1: (laughs) i i would describe them more as um, or or maybe uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh
0: i like they're they're interesting
1: yeah absolutely
0: kind of hard to really capitalize
1: on that beast is actually kind of fun to play
0: (laughs) (laughs) the nurgle beast (laughs) he's got sarah jessica barker
1: (laughs) (laughs) despite what i was saying about big guys earlier the beast just kind of something that you dump in the middle of the field and just like tie everybody up with
0: sure the the nurgle beast has tentacles so who's who's dodging away
1: What was it? Disturbing Presence that makes it tough to pass around?
0: Yeah, that's going to be great against uh, all the Wood Elves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All those Wood Elves.
0: (laughs) Disturbing Presence is going to pluck one value off of those passing skills. It has an area of effect, too, of three spaces. He's got two players. Three players, maybe? Two players. So he can spread those players out and really stop a passing game. Not too much of a problem against the more bashy teams, or not too much of a good use against the more bashy teams, but man, that's going to be brutal against the Wood Elves. Brutal. Uh,
1: And then that paired with Foul Appearance to just kind of nope all of your blocks against them.
0: Yeah, so he has the Foul Appearance skill too. This is like the opposite ogre, right? So the ogres all have really stupid... You play an ogre team, and one of your guys on a turn is just going to go really stupid. This is sort of the opposite of that. Most of the players have foul appearance, so the opponent, one of your blocks, if you're taking a bunch of blocks on your turn, one of your blocks probably just not going to work. Foul appearance means that the player is so disgusting that the blocker just wants nothing to do with them
1: <laughs> I'm both looking forward to and dreading my uh, next game against Nick
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh we haven't seen a Nurgle team in the league before I always really like just the aesthetic of the Nurgle team they're just so different they're disgusting I love it <laughs>
1: I love the sound effects that that beast has
0: it's so gross <laughs> All right, we've got six more teams. These teams are in Division B. First up, at the top of the division, Pity the Ghoul. This is Dead Fred's team, a very skilled-up Necro team. This is Oof. one of the teams I fear the most in the whole competition. So, uh listeners won't know this, but the way the league's divisional matchups work is that all the coaches get to vote on... A set of random pairings. I made sure I was not going against this team. I am so scared of this team.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's really chosen some of those skills well.
0: He's got a ton of them. Man, he's got the flesh golems, right? Those are the strength four players. They have stand firm and they both have block now. That's, That's scary. That's a deadly combo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stand firm means that if they get pushed on a block, they don't have to go anywhere. They can just stay right where they are. This is huge for pitch control. He's got two of them. He's got the whites. Those are the necro blitzers. They both have guard. One has mighty blow. The werewolves!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Best piece in the game.
0: Yes, absolutely!
1: And there's that mighty blow... Claw combo that we were talking about.
0: Oi. Yeah, a Claw, Frenzy, Block. One of them has Mighty Blow. The other has an AG of four. These are terrifying.
1: He seems really good at keeping out of those Frenzy Traps. And uh, oof, I wouldn't want to be going up against him right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's gotten very skilled, in my opinion, with keeping his werewolves available. They have so much speed. He's got one that's a blocker, one that's a ball carrier, and he's become very adept at finding the frenzies that he wants, going for the surf. That's a big concern with these these werewolves, right? They're so fast that you can never feel safe two spaces off of a sideline, and that narrows the pitch down.
1: And then there's MacGyver.
0: That's right. He's got the two ghouls. One of them has block and dodge. So this is a good point uh, to talk about. Block and dodge is a pretty standard combo in Blood Bowl. Block means if you get the both down result, you don't get knocked down. Doesn't matter which side of the block you're on. And if you have the dodge skill, Then on a defender stumbles result, that's the pal with the exclamation point in it. You don't get knocked down, you just get pushed away. Dodge also means you get to you get a free reroll on your dodges. So block and dodge together on a block means there's only one face on a d6 that will knock you down. So that's a great combo. He's got it on a ghoul. The ghoul has strength four. And it's his ghoul, so it's a natural ball carrier. <sighs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and Dodge letting you get away from other players too, just
0: totally underrated. Yeah, he's got MacGyver, that's a level four ghoul, and he's got, I think it's Scooby Doo with the AG4, so he's got two very terrifying ball carriers. That's that's tough to stop. You've got to keep players back because if they break free, you might not catch uh, you might not catch them.
1: I think the only thing keeping them from being the scariest players in the league is their lack of apothecary.
0: (laughs) That's true. Uh, Necro teams are not allowed to have apothecaries. They have necromancers instead. We haven't seen him earn himself a zombie yet. But I'm looking forward to it. If he <laughs> if he kills a strength three player, then that player will resurrect for his team, and it's one of the most amazing things in Blood Bowl, in my opinion. <laughs> when you're a opposed, opponent's player now plays for you.
1: <laughs> Gotta catch them all.
0: <laughs> team two for Division B is Tracksuit Mafia, coached by Merrick. I think this is a solid mid-TV chaos roster. I think it's probably the most scary chaos team in this competition. He's got three players with Claw, two of them with Claw and Mighty Blow, and they're both closing in on that piling on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So scary.
1: I can vouch for that team being frightening.
0: Yeah, I, I think coaches might have a... Target on those beastmen's back. Like if I were a bashi team, I think I'd probably be going for the foul on those players and just trying to kill them. Absolutely, they're they're so powerful.
1: Also, the minotaur with only a AV of eight definitely has a target on him.
0: <laughs> he does. I think. I think Merrick has lost two now at the season?
1: I wouldn't be uh, responsible for any of those I, think, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh,
0: I think I think this is the most car- uh, terrifying kill team. If he picks up piling on and if those players survive he will he'll be killing players he'll be kill- killing players left and right and he'll have a real good shot at the blood bowl I think
1: As you were talking about, I think it was Pity the Ghoul being the reason that you wanted in Division A. Tracksuit Mafia was the reason I wanted in Division
0: (laughs) A. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) They're so scary. Uh, All right, the third team in Division B is Bonsai Legends. This is a new coach. This is Berserker Tempest. Won his game in Week One. This is another Underworld team. He's. He's your brother. Really happy
1: to see another underworld team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As we talked about with your team, with uh, a minor matter, underworld is, I think, at their weakest at low TV. So in my head, that means Bonsai Legends really has to leverage the inducement phase. They have to leverage the petty cash that they're going to be getting. What do you think they can do with it? Like, what what would be your game plan if you were coming in with 500,000 gold for every game in a competition.
1: My game plan is usually star players. They might not be the most reliable, but they are fun. (laughs) Glart is a wonderful star player. Get that claw in there. I had never tried him before I did this season, and I am absolutely in love. Glart and Bomber together.
0: Bomber dribble snot? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So much better than a regular (laughs) goblin bomber. It's unreal.
0: (laughs) I think uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves but I think Bonsai Legends was it week one? It might have been week two? Have they played yet in week two? I can't remember.
1: I haven't seen them play in week two yet.
0: Yeah, maybe it must have been week one then when they Brought in Bomber Dribblesnot. I think he got KO'd on turn two or something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a risk. Uh, all right. So team four? Team three. Team something. <laughs> it's a uh, knee-high <knee-eyed laughs> to Nuffel. This is coached by Clypheus, the current Chaos Cup champion. This is a Chaos Dwarf team uh, and has lots of block, right? Dwarves, that's what they have. They have block.
1: (laughs) And Tackle. And Tackle, yeah,
0: that's a good point.
1: They are definitely the anti-elf and anti-stunty team.
0: Yeah, Tackle's negating that dodge. It's...
1: uh, (laughs) I think they were my week one with Minor Matter, and I got stomped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Clypheus has... Proven himself to be a very effective coach. He coached Goblins in the Spike Magazine Trophy. He's bringing back this team here in the Dungeon Bowl. He wants to try to get some TV before the Blood Bowl. Uh, I think the Bull Centaurs are the star of the show here. They're strength four, MA of six. They have sprint and sure feet. Sprint means they get three GFI spaces instead of two. Sure feet means they get to re roll one of them. That makes them super fast. That makes, I mean, they're naturally super strong. But I think they have targets.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is one of his bull centaurs at two niggly injuries now?
0: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> meaning, meaning that he's going to have, he gets a plus two on his injury roll. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know if I'd be able to keep that player.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might sack him too. I noticed he picked up a minotaur. So he's, he's finally picked up the big guy.
1: Not a bad big guy to have, but
0: oof. Yeah. Strength five, frenzy, uh, not bad. But they're wild animals, so they have to be blocking or blitzing. It's a little less of a bad uh
1: Nega trait to have on a big guy, but definitely can lose you some games if that activates when you don't want it to.
0: Sure, sure. If uh and and coaches can take advantage of that. They can just say, you know what? I'm staying away. This usually happens in maybe the second half when the teams are a little more lopsided. If you could just stay away from the Minotaur, there's a 50-50 whether he even gets to do anything. Yeah. I think Clypheus has done a really good job spreading SPP around his team. I think Mm -hmm. out of all the coaches, including myself, that's he's the most scary with that. He is so effective with putting SPP where he wants it, that uh, I'm kind of scared. I don't understand his skill picks. They're good. the, The individual skills are fine, but the combination is like beyond my comprehension. And it's very clear that he's skilling up particular players for a particular reason and i'm afraid to see what comes out of that (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing more games
1: from him really got a good chance this
0: season i'm used to chaos dwarf teams having more hobgoblins on the roster and when i was making the show notes i noticed he had three so he's getting rid of them (laughs) he's just he's replacing them with real players
1: (laughs) yeah those those dwarves on on that team, just, oh, they may be slow, but when they work together, they can really stop things up.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty standard dwarven tactic, right? They want to stay grouped together. And if you let them stay grouped together, they will trundle over you. They will just beat you over the head with their mugs. Again, I don't know what his major strategy is for the rest of the season, but that said, because I don't understand it, <laughs> I think I think he might be in for a tough time trying to outbash some of these bashier teams. I think he might be in for a tough time not only in his division, but also in the Blood Bowl. Like he's gonna have to go back up against those lizard teams, and I think they can out bash him. So I'm not quite sure what the plan is, but again, it's Clypheus. I'm very scared.
1: (laughs) I feel like if he can get some guard going, he'd really be a force to be reckoned with.
0: That's a good call. Guard means that when you're in the tackle zone of an opposing player, you can still lend the assist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a a good dwarf skill. Yeah, I
1: I think guard on some of those dwarves would just... Make him unstoppable.
0: Oh, man, I don't like thinking about unstoppable. You might want to cut
1: that just just so he doesn't hear it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Clapheus is completely stoppable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we have uh, another new team to the league. It's Petazu players. This is. A new coach, even this is coached by Doug the Minotaur. It's a Dark Elf team. Another team. That's an Elven team. Hooray!
1: In my mind, probably the best Elf team.
0: You like the Dark Elves, do you?
1: I do. I I thought I was a Wood Elf guy, but those Witch Elves, the the blockers, having four of those, or Blitzers, excuse me. Ugh. AV eight. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to keep some of your players on pitch definitely can help you win a game. Yeah, the Although, different- uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for his first game. <laughs> there was, was
0: week 1. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Who was that Man. up against us? Was it
0: oh. I don't remember. Tracksuit Mafia, just, that's who it was. Oh, it
1: was Tracksuit Mafia. <laughs> yeah. That that was a good depiction of what happened to me my first week
0: like, in <laughs> Underworld. I think Penny Zoo players ended the game with four players left on the pitch. <laughs> I think they ended oh. the first half that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I... I think that's about what happened to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Oh, (laughs) tracksuit. Merrick has no chance!
1: (laughs) (laughs) What an introduction.
0: (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Dark elves are defined by those 88 blitzers. You can have four of them and those witch elves. Those witch elves are really good. The witch elves have dodge and jump up, which be, jump up means they don't have to spend the three MA to get up when are on the ground. So if you can get one down pitch and they have dodge, you can't just knock them down. You have to knock them down and either take them off the pitch or also stop them moving forward. They're scary.
1: And not only that, but pretty much any player on that team can be a great passer.
0: right. Right. Dark elves are often called the the running elves, and I think that's just because they're compared to the other elves, like wood elves or pro elves, that are a little more suited to passing with the passing skills. But they're still an elf team. They still have AG4. Everybody's a passer. <laughs> so yeah, they're I, I think they're great. I, I think elves are great. Teams in general they're just so fragile he he threw those players he was super aggressive with those players in in week one i imagine he'll dial that back in week two
1: (laughs) nice thing about dark elves is sometimes you can play a little more aggressively than others
0: sure if you pick up say an assassin (laughs) you could you can stab you can shadow uh but i don't think he has any well I don't think he has any players left.
1: <laughs> yeah, but even a Dark Elf Journeyman is still a really good player. And sure. To watch out for.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that combined with some star players and a wizard or something like that in the next game, I think he definitely still has a chance.
0: That's that's a great point. He's coming in. This is a fresh team. So he's he started at TV 1000. I think a little shy of that. So he's getting, he's making bank every game that he can spend on all sorts of shenanigans. I just... I don't know, man. He was so aggressive in in week one. I mean, you've seen the way I play. I On defense, except when I get janky, which I do, but uh, on defense, at least I'll start off being super conservative. So naturally, I expect him to be that way, too. I know you said he can get away with being a little more aggressive. Do you think that's a strategy he can employ where he can just be aggressive or is that going to end up just losing him more players?
1: I definitely think he has a chance playing a little more aggressively than Wood Elves, but personally, I wouldn't bank on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think is that is that by leveraging the blitzers?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, those blitzers. Pop them in the right place. getting other players down when you can. And maybe seeing a witch elf in the future would be kind of helpful as well. They're a little fragile, as I recall, but jump up can really be a threat.
0: Jump up's huge. I think jump up's a great skill. The difference between 87 and 88 is big. New players, new coaches often don't recognize how big that is. So I think you're right. Those Blitzers, having four of them with AV-8 as opposed to four players with AV-7s can make all the difference.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. The last team we have in the Dungeon Bowl is Genius Chaos, coached by War Horseman. Another Chaos team, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we've talked about Chaos teams already. We have... This is our third one in the competition. I think what makes Genus Chaos different is that it's low TV. He hasn't been able to get the, the team value increased. And so I think that's going to make it harder to compete with the higher TV Chaos teams in the competition. But it does mean he's getting an inducement money. So... I think if he wants to pull it out in this competition, which he certainly can, I think he needs to leverage the inducements. And f- for my money, I think it comes down to the star players. So I've listed out a couple that I think are great picks. And I want to know what you think about this. So I think, so there's lewd grip. Not, not my first pick.
1: Lewd grip can be fun, but I wouldn't want to be passing on a chaos team.
0: I agree. But it could add the passing game. He has pass, strong arms, sure hands. He's got tentacles. But more importantly, he's cheap. He's 150 k
1: True. The thing is, it's hard not to use him as a ball carrier with those sure hands and whatnot. And then you're just stealing TV or stealing SPP from... Uh, all of your other players that you're trying to level up at the same time.
0: That's actually a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. If he's going to be your sole ball skill guy, you're going to use him as your ball carrier. And as such, he'll be scoring the touchdowns, but he's not actually on your roster. So nobody else is getting the SPP. All right. So how about Grashnak Blackhawk? Hear me out. 6MA. Six strength, two agility, eight AV. He's got frenzy. He's got horns. He's got mighty blow.
1: Any negative traits? No, that's disgusting.
0: <laughs> I think though, and he's actually uh, this third player is cheaper by a little bit. But this would be the person I pick, Lord Borak himself, the Despoiler. He's got five MAA. Not great, but it's fine. He's got five strength, which is great. He's got an AG of three, which is fine. He's got an AV of nine. That is great. He's got block. He's got dirty player, which gives him a plus one on fouls. He's got mighty blow. I think so. He doesn't have the TV right now. He doesn't have the level ups to get those kill players on his squad. This is a kill player. He can just pick one up.
1: True. I don't know. I kind of feel like he's Lord Boring, the refrigerator. <laughs> and having dirty player on a on a star player, I'm not sure if that's a good idea. He really can pick good? up some bribes. Kind of wanna be. Yeah. Even with bribes, are you really gonna want a one in six chance of having your three hundred thousand gold star player just? sent off
0: that's fair enough it's totally fair enough you can still pull the mighty blow out but um oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: block and mighty blow still a great combo
0: i think i think if it's going to be i think if mighty blow is going to be the focus i'd probably want uh grashnak instead with the high strength with the frenzy and the horns that would be my personal pick
1: strength seven when you i mean you're going to be blitzing with him right. strength seven on a blitz
0: right horns gives you the plus one right
1: yeah and only 10k more that would be my choice
0: yeah all right i think it's cool do you think there's a path without star players for him
1: i i believe so but i mean star players are way more fun
0: do you think you'll be picking up a a wizard every game
1: I feel like star players are way more fun than wizard although wizards do give you a good chance of winning so uh,
0: wizards are great yeah just the threat of a wizard can change an opponent's behavior
1: wizards are powerful but star players are where the fun's at in my book
0: fair enough <laughs> um do you see any do you see any favorites in the divisions
1: ooh um every team is so good so far
0: i agree I think if I were put on the spot, I think for Division A, for top two to make the top four, I think for Division A, boy, I'd um,
1: say tainted cocktails probably is the scariest. Uh, <laughs> team yeah, on there. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There, I mean, chaos is always a solid pick. I think definitely jingles all the way. They're definitely a team to watch. And oh man, it. It's a tough call for the second. Honestly, honestly, I think a minor matter has a pretty good shot. I think I think that's my top two pick for Division A. Division B, Pity the Ghoul, no question. But the second one, it's so tough, right? Because Tracksuit Mafia is really good, and I think I think they're just going to go from really good to stupidly good once they pick up piling on. But Clypheus is such a good coach, right? Like, he'll take any team and he'll play it as a pitch control team. Like, he will pick apart your formation and make himself a lane and then just surf down it. So, I think on his coaching skill alone, height to nuffle, it's certainly a good roster, but being coached by Clypheus, that He's absolutely in the contention. Uh, Genius Chaos is gonna have so much induced, in petty cash that who knows what's gonna happen with that. They, that could just carry them the whole, the whole competition. And then you have two new coaches. Like, who knows what they're gonna do? They're complete wild cards. Yeah, I'm looking forward to
1: seeing some of the new players play.
0: Yeah, me too, man. That's the fun of this game, right? Like, Blip Bowl. Again, when you're a new coach, a lot of players think it's like, ah, oh, it's luck. You're rolling dice. Ah, the dice, the dice bone me. Maybe they, oh, they definitely will from time to time, <laughs> but you have so much agency, right? There's so many choices to make, both in building your team to your tactics, to your strategy, to who you hire, to what skills you pick, to how you want to play the whole, the whole team in a, season setting there's so many decisions so many opportunities for people to make a team their own and play it their own specific way that it's so much fun to watch new coaches play to watch coaches pick up new teams and we have a bunch of that here in the dungeon bowl so i'm super excited to see these matches
1: i'm totally looking forward to it
0: all right. Well, at the time of this recording, we're going to have a, a triple header tomorrow. <laughs> That's three games.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping I can catch all of them. I've got my first tabletop game that morning. So, <laughs> oh, cool. Who are you as playing? As soon as I'm done with that, I'm, I actually don't know. <laughs> I'm, my team is lizard men. Nice. Totally on accident. I was planning on playing, uh, necromantic but i couldn't get the team painted in time so i had, I had already painted a lizard man human and orc team and i just kind of left it up for chance and chose the lizard man on accident
0: i mean you can go a whole lot worse than lizard men lizard men one of the best teams in blood bowl i think <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i was hoping to have uh, necromantic and skaven painted up but We'll get there.
0: Are you bringing a Crocs?
1: Not this week.
0: Fair enough. I
1: might not. I really like all those skanks.
0: Yeah. I I think honestly when I play lizard, I don't think a Crocs is bad per se, but I don't I don't really like to take him on the on the roster.
1: I'll agree. Especially when he ends up with the ball.
0: <laughs> Which apparently happens. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's our 12 teams here in the Dungeon Bowl. We've got four more weeks of regulation play after that. Cut the to top four. We'll have the two semifinals and the finals. The two finalists will advance to the Blood Bowl, and that will be the final competition of the season. That's the invitational. At least four teams will advance to the Blood Bowl, the winner of which who will be crown the champion i hope it's me i hope it's you <laughs>
1: i have no doubt that it will not be me but
0: <laughs> i would love to see an underworld team in the blood bowl
1: <laughs> oh it's definitely possible
0: all right well thanks for joining me tonight artificial bunny it's been a blast uh, i look forward to your uh, all your games this competition uh, and again congratulations in your week one win
1: thank you so much for having me
0: Sure thing, and I hope to have you back uh, again in the future. That'll do it for this episode. You can watch the Mid-Atlantic Mauling League on Twitch at twitch.tv slash 2 That's E-V-A-U-N-I-T, the letter O, the number 2 and watch archive games on YouTube at Blood Bowl M-A-M-L. You can also follow us on Twitter at Blood Bowl underscore Mammal or on Facebook at Blood Bowl Mammal. Play Blood Bowl. You can play Blood Bowl online via Blood Bowl 2 or in tabletop form via your friendly local game store. Be kind to each other, forgive everyone, praise Nuffle, and may he bless your dice.